Hey, welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? All right, we got Saturday morning. We got one more sleep until week three. You guys excited for this week? I can't wait for this Sunday. There's a there's a lot of players questionable, a lot of players out. This is going to be uh, just like last week. I mean, it, it, it's going to come down to the wire with some of these players, and it's going to be a little bit interesting. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have, you know, some of my guys back because I took a hit last week with, with some of these guys out, but not not too sure here. Um, Man, and there's a lot of questionable guys, like you said. We're, I mean, the the Bills are the questioner Bills this week. Yeah, yeah. The game, the game time decisions. Yeah, game time decisions. <laughs> yeah, we were we were having a little too much fun with the puns yesterday, talking about <laughs> all the players. So, um, we can actually let's uh, let's jump into some of these guys that that are you know questionable out have returned. Um, so some of the news this week, we got James Conner. He's a game time decision. If he isn't a go, uh, would you guys uh, roll out? you know, Daryl Williams and let him do his thing. I mean, he seemed like he was going to be the back to take over um, for, for them. Is that, or would you go with Eno Benjamin? I'm just a little scared because it's the Rams. Um, I think they could kind of just put the kibosh on this run game, but maybe not. That's kind of, we're going to talk about that game a little later, but uh, I don't think I'd really want to play Daryl Williams, but I definitely want to pick him up off the waiver wire. If I've got an open spot or somebody else kind of speculative and just, uh, you know, see how that plays out. Cause if Connor ends up missing this week and maybe misses next week too, you can see how things go this week and then maybe start him next week. And we are getting closer and closer to buys. So if Connor's a little banged up uh, and, and you, you know, you're going to start missing guys who are healthy and you're going to have to have somebody to fill in. Agreed. Uh, CMC is off the injury report. Good news. Um, I don't think it was anything <laughs> too crazy. I think it was just some, some uh, you know, stiffness from the game last week. I think just anytime there's anything to do with CMC, everyone holds their breath until they hear that he's, you know, healthy and right. ready to go again. Uh, just the last couple of years we've had. Such bad news over and over. I know. So I know. <laughs> that cuts his shin, and the world's like, oh my gosh, it's over. We lost him he, again. He said he can't go take a leak at practice without somebody reporting on it. So, right. I know. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Chris Godwin has officially been ruled out. Mike Evans is suspended. Julio is questionable, and Russell Gage is questionable. Man, that offense is just. T- and I think I'm pretty sure Fournette is questionable as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and Scotty Miller has had a questionable tag as well, but Fournette and Scotty Miller are both going to play. Uh, Fournette has the same tag as he had last week, and then he played, you know, almost every snap and had like twenty-eight touches or something crazy last week. So he's fine. He's good to go. Yeah, we touched base a little bit on this uh, in the last episode as far as like Julio goes. If we'd roll him out there, Godwin's been ruled out. So um, we can touch base on that a little bit more later uh hunter renfro has been ruled out with the concussion that he suffered at the end of the last game um so you know i think that's a massive boost to waller and Devontae adams this week yeah that's how i see Um, it too you know i think those two are kind of just going to be ready to rock and roll they didn't utilize uh adams much last week i'm not sure if that was a defensive game plan or what but i would expect him to have a pretty big bounce back week this week uh Kyle Phillips is officially listed as doubtful. Um, Traylon, Traylon Burks. Burks. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm, I'm rolling him out this week. I'm, I'm taking the risk. Uh, actually, yeah, I'll, I don't I'll ask you. you guys. I'll ask you guys about that later because I've, I've got a question on that one. So uh, Sammy Watkins ruled out as well. Uh, what's new? It's week three. It's about that time of the year. So it's the time of year. <laughs> yep. <laughs> George Kittle will play this week. Uh, you know, glad to see him, you know, from a fanny fantasy perspective, I'm, I'm glad to see him, you know, getting out there and, and ready to ready to roll. But uh, as a Bronco fan, I was hoping he'd wait one more week. Yeah. Brandon's um, inner doctor is like, no, I don't think he's good to go right now. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think he should just, just one more week. It would be much better. Uh, 
Herbert is uh, listed as questionable. Did not throw any practice or any passes during the media portion of practice. Um, we'll touch base on that when we do the, that when we talk about that game a little later on as well. Um, Josh Jacobs with a undisclosed illness uh, did not travel to Nashville with the team. Not looking this like has he happened like Sunday. every year of Josh Jacobs career. There's some sort yeah. of like illness or stomach flu or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, not sure what's going on there. So uh, honestly, at this point, I, if you have Jacobs, I, I don't think there's anyone you could jump to add to, to start. Cause I'm not sure who's going to be the one that gets the most carries if he's out. Um, yeah, I don't feel comfortable can... throwing Zamir White in my lineup right now. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Swift was limited at practice again, likely to play. I just think that's kind of how he's going to roll for a, a couple more weeks is have a questionable tag. But he says he's ready to go and, and he'll be out there. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, uh, questionable as well, but he also should play. So nothing, nothing too major there. Gabe Davis is still listed as questionable. He says he's 100% that he'll be out there, uh, but there's mixed reports saying that, you know, there's a chance that he does miss this game. So that's certainly something to monitor going into Sunday. There was also uh, video from his practice that he seemed almost hobbled after he caught a pass. So yeah. it just doesn't inspire confidence either. Yep. Uh, Michael Pittman is off the injury report and is ready to go this week. He is somebody you smash right back into that lineup. That offense needs him out there. Uh, so good news there for the Colts, uh, especially going against the chiefs this week. I expect him to get just a ton of targets. Um, yeah, it's good news for everybody on the Colts. The Michael Pittman will be there. You actually have chance to score some points this week then. Yeah. Uh, news on the, on the defensive side. Um, and this is actually, this is fantasy relevant as far as like players you're going to start against, uh, Buffalo, but Micah Hyde has been ruled out for the season with a neck injury. He's a superstar, guys. This is a big deal. Um, he is. This is this is huge for them. So I'm not not sure. Um, I, I did hear he's going to try and get a second opinion, but uh, Josh was telling me that the news came out that his uh, agent said that he is going to be out for the season. So that's certainly certainly not good good news for the Bills. And and this week going against two really really fast wide receivers, that's going to be really interesting for that Miami um, Buffalo game. So yep. Uh, all that's right. Well, brutal. I think that's all and, I got uh, for the news for today. You guys got anything else you want to throw in there? Or are we good? Um, are we? Go let's ahead. see. Or if we're gonna talk about the Dolphins game, then that's fine. But uh, I'm just wondering if you think that with Micah hideout, maybe it also helps with uh, an auxiliary pass catcher for Miami this week with maybe like uh, um, Gesicki. Possibly. I mean, I think it's something similar that we talked about uh, last week with Gesicki is, is I'm not, I'm not sure if that was game script, like utilization, why they, why they got him so much more involved or if that's something that's going to continue. I, I kind of want to see if they keep Gesicki involved. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't keep him involved um, more, but I, I probably would wait this week. I mean, he's somebody that you could throw into like a DFS lineup because I'm sure he's, He's pretty cheap on DFS, uh, but I'm not sure that I would roll him out into my lineup yet. Just yeah, um, you know, I've, I listened to a little interview with a former player who played for Mike Daniels um, back when he was a wide receivers coach, and he just emphasized how much of an offensive genius this guy is. And I don't think, you know, he's necessarily looking to lean on Gesicki. We haven't seen that through the first couple of weeks, but like, if the opportunity presents itself, whereas, you know, a six foot six guy with hops is going to be the the right move. McDaniel's not afraid to make that move. So, uh, you know, maybe if you if you know that he's going to be playing against shorter coverage or if you have a feeling they're going to be in the red zone a lot, then maybe you can roll Gasicki out there. But I don't feel comfortable just putting him in my lineup any given week. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's jump over to the next segment. Uh, we're going to do a segment, you know, everyone knows this, keep trade cut. Um, name off three players on a possible roster for everybody. Um, and, you know, who would you keep trade cut or possibly, you know, even, you know, start, you know, flex bench type thing here. Uh, sure. Mine is actually personal. Uh, I do have all three of these guys on a roster, and I'm a little bit torn this week because they haven't ruled Dalton Schultz out. So, um somebody may have to get cut from 
my roster to to be able to make room for another player. So, um, Jordan, why don't you go ahead and jump into yours first and give us your three players, and we'll we'll say who our keep trade cuts are. All right. So uh, I wanted to look at three wide receivers here who uh, all, um, you know, have have a lot of promise, but also have some concerns around them right now. And I just was hoping to kind of figure out where you guys are with these guys rest of season. Um, the three players are Adam Thielen for Minnesota, Allen Robinson for the Rams and Terry McLaurin for Washington. And um yeah, how how do you guys uh, feel about those three? Where would you like rank the th- like? How would you rank the three of them going forward, rest of season, or maybe even for this week? So for me, um, I'm probably highest on Allen Robinson of of the three. Uh, we saw them want to get him more involved last week. He should have had two touchdowns, but the weird stoppage of play because of the concussion like player was called out. Um, should have had two touchdowns last week. They certainly wanted to get him more involved. Uh, and I think that continues rest of season. It's a really high powered offense. I think Robinson stays. So to me, keep, uh, Allen Robinson, uh, trade, I would say Terry McLaurin, that offense seems to be moving the ball pretty well. Granted, they do have three, you know, pretty good pass catchers this year in Curtis Samuel, um, Dotson and Terry McLaurin, but the offense seems to be utilizing all three, but Terry's always been one that's worried me. Uh, he was part of the reason why I passed up on keeping him this year was just because Terry McLaurin is one that is like a boom bust player. He either catches the deep pass, gets the deep touchdown, or doesn't do a whole lot in the offense, especially now with the other pass catchers. Uh, but to me, Adam Thielen is the one that worries me the most. Uh, he would be my cut. Uh, doesn't seem like the offense is really using him as much as they used to. The The touchdown threats seem to be going to, you know, Irv Smith and even Justin Jefferson. So he doesn't, I don't know. He always has that potential. He's a big body. He could always get touchdowns. So he's someone that's, you know, hard to let go, but that's kind of how I'd go. I'd keep Allen Robinson, trade Terry McLaurin, cut Adam Thielen. Nice. I, I'm real close to you. I think I'm going to keep Terry McLaurin, though. I want to see what happens with this offense. I want to see if, you know, maybe Curtis Samuel doesn't pan out the way that he has been lately and McLaurin can, um, you know, show that he's the dominant wide receiver in this offense. And that could actually be a really valuable position this year. So I'm going to keep McLaurin. I'm going to cut Adam Thielen because I agree with you. I'm kind of, you know, nervous about his actual utilization this year in the offense. And then I would trade Allen Robinson. I think Robinson is going to have a good year. Um, I I would be fine keeping him on my team too, but I just like McLaurin a smidge better. Uh, for sure. Can I ask you guys a follow-up on Adam Thielen? I was just uh, wondering, like, if he's not more involved this week, are you actually cutting Adam Thielen? I would consider it. I know yeah, it's it, hard to say that, but yeah, I would consider it. I'd consider it too. He'd be he's on my short list. Yeah. And that's that's similar to one of the players that's on my team and it's hard to say it cuz he was one of the guys that I was really high on early season. So, you know, and Adam Thielen is one of those guys that I was, you know, I thought he was going to get that utilization again, that offense and I don't know if last week was I mean, last week was obviously just a fluke for Minnesota in general, but they didn't. They still didn't seem to use him, even when they were down and they were trying to throw a lot. Herb Smith got really involved. Justin Jefferson is still hyper targeted, and Adam Thielen just didn't seem to get get his. But then again, neither is Dalvin Cook. So I mean, it could everything could start to shift here real soon, and you just don't know it. But I think this week is a big indicator of what they're gonna do with Adam Thielen going forward. All right, let me All jump right, in Josh. here. I got to keep yeah, let's cut. See yours. Yep. All right, we got three players. We got one wide receiver here, Drake London for the Atlanta Falcons, and then two RBs who we both kind of know what what their situation is. They're a good running back in a split backfield um, on a good offense. Well, in a backfield that you want a piece of, I guess. We got Kareem Hunt for the Browns and Daryl Henderson for the Rams. So Drake London, Kareem Hunt, Daryl Henderson. What do you guys think? Nice. Yeah. Um, these three are interesting because they're kind of in that situation where you're like, do I flex these guys? You might be looking at two of these guys right now on your roster to trying to decide who to flex this week. And, uh, 
generally when I'm looking for a flex, if I was thinking about it this week, I'd probably want to throw Drake London in there. Now you may have already played Kareem Hunt, but um, you know, Whoops. I like the upside. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I like the upside that Drake London gives you. I like the target volume that he's getting right now. I think he has like a 37% target share in that offense. So that's what you want to see. Um, guys. Awesome. Um, you know, it's it's tough between Daryl Henderson and Kareem Hunt, uh, especially with the utilization we saw Akers get last week. So I think rest of season, I would it's, I would cut Daryl Henderson. <laughs> These are really tough. I'm not saying go out and cut Daryl right. Henderson. Like, don't no, no, do no, that. But but I, I think this is three. more of a yeah, this is more of a keep trade trade. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's that, it's to kind of help people who are trying to rank them. You know, I would keep Drake London because we don't know what that upside's going to be, but we have already seen that he's going to be heavily involved in this offense and that he can do it at the NFL level. So uh, I'm excited to see what he offers going forward. And then I guess I would trade Kareem Hunt. Um, you're probably not going to get great value for Kareem Hunt right now. So if you're actually considering trading Kareem Hunt, you might want to wait for like a boom week potentially next week and try and trade him when he's got, you know, uh, when when people perceive his upside more than they do his his floor. Um, uh, next week's he's, an even week. He's a so really good player. total plan here. Yeah. I like totally all three of these this. guys and having them, you know, if you're not having to start any of these guys week in, week out, they're sitting on your bench and you're using them as a flex or a fill-in on bye weeks, like your roster's probably pretty good. I'm um, pretty similar, but like I said, mine's kind of a, a keep trade trade um, because I don't think I could let any of these guys go, but I think Drake London, like you said, has the highest you know ceiling. You just We don't know. I mean, his utilization has been incredible in that offense. Uh, he's looked way better than I anticipated this early in the season. Um, I, I thought he was going to eventually be NFL ready and just be, you know, a dominant wide receiver, but he certainly has taken off a lot earlier than I, I expected him to. Um, as far as Kareem Hunt and Daryl Henderson go, I, I definitely would, if I was going to put trade and cut, it would be trade Kareem Hunt just because that offense is a 1A, 1B with those running backs. He did have the goal line carries this week. He just didn't Couldn't get, get it into done. the end zone. Yeah. He was uh, stuffed at the one. You know, on my heart. <laughs> it was beautiful for me. But because um, Chubb just came in and, you know, chucked it right just in the end Chubb zone. did Chubb things, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Chubbed it right um, in. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daryl Henderson, though, on the, you know, on, on the Rams, that one's tough because we did see Akers get more involved in – in week two uh and you know that that could just really be either you know who's got the hot hand who's running better or it could be you know slowly start to slip away so i i think henderson would be my cut out of out of those three but um like i said if you were going to put any of these guys in your lineup this week it would probably be drake london for me um if you haven't already played kareem hunt so all right let's jump over to mine because this one's uh this one's interesting for me. These guys are all three on one of my rosters. Uh, I have George Pickens, uh, Noah Brown, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, the interesting one for me is the the connection that Noah Brown has had with Cooper Rush. Uh, George Pickens finally getting the involvement in the offense this you know on Thursday night, and then we have Juju Smith-Schuster, who who knows who's going to be involved in that offense uh, on a week to week basis. So of those three, who would you guys keep trade and cut? Man, this is tough because I really want to kind of keep all of these guys and see what happens. I uh, just don't want to play any of them. But, you know, that's kind of the deal. A lot of people don't have the luxury. You're, you're looking for somebody that you can put in your lineup. Um, I'm scared to put Juju in my lineup, but he's he feels like the most valuable. So I think I'm going to just label him as my trade. I would trade Juju. And I would choose to cut one of these other guys and keep the other one. Um, right now, as it stands, I'd probably take Noah Brown as my keep. He's actually playing, you know, eighty-five percent of snaps, seeing good time on the field, seeing targets. Um, you know, nine in the first game, five in the second. So, yeah, let, let me, I guess, cut George Pickens. Not that I want to, but 
yeah, if if you need to manufacture some wins right now, that's probably the move. That's the dilemma that I'm in. Uh, I really, I really, I'm in, I'm in the dilemma of do I start Noah Brown this week? I mean, last week he was five for five, 91 yards and a touchdown. I, I asked so. Jordan if if you could flex him earlier today, and he he told me, you know. What kind of what I already thought, but it's nice to hear from somebody else that like, you know, if you're in a bad spot and you you need a depth piece and you need to flex somebody, he's not the worst person you could put in your flex. No, definitely not. And I, I, as far as like, if you need a spot right now, I'm pretty in agreement with with you, Josh. That I'd want to, I think I'd want to start Noah Brown over these three guys or of these three guys this week. Uh, we saw the target volume, like the Giants aren't some incredible defense that I'm scared of. So I expect Cooper Rush can maybe do something similar to what he did last week and at least get the ball in the hands of his weapons. And he has that connection. Now, if we were talking season long, I think Juju's the keep piece because I think that offense is the best. And so if, you know, if there's injuries going forward and Juju's the healthy guy, he's going to start, you know, he'll see an increase in targets. Um, he's, you know, he's done more to prove himself on an NFL field than either of these other guys. But uh, in the short term, I think Josh is right that Noah Brown's the guy I'd like to play right now. We don't know when Dak's going to come back, but we also don't know, uh, you know, if Noah Brown can continue doing this with Dak because uh, he's, He's commanding targets, and really, there's only CD there otherwise. So they need some help in that area. If, does it change for you if Gallup goes this week? Um, you know, it sounds like Gallup is going to go this week. I don't have any interest in starting Gallup this week. Um, because you know, I'd he rather start well Noah be. Brown this week. <laughs> Yeah, he could very well be on a snap share like uh, he, you know, he could be out there kind of just as a decoy a lot or just because he's, you know, he hasn't been with the team. He's been banged up. He's probably not going to be a focal point of the offense. So, yeah, um, it kind of goes into the trade value portion of that. You know, like Juju doesn't have all those question marks. People may just want him more than Noah Brown. Yeah, if you don't need to start any of these guys, Noah Brown's my cut because of Gallup, because Dak's going to come back, and we haven't seen them have you know some kind of special connection or anything. So, um, yeah, if they don't if they don't roll out Dalton Schultz, um, I have to cut somebody, and I can't cut cut Pickens because he's already played, and so Noah Brown would be the one that gets cut. Yep. It's unfortunate because I've actually thought about throwing Noah Brown in there over even Zeke. Just because Zeke scares me, um, same. And I know that's that's really uh, that pains me because he was my you know my third round pick. But um, you know I've thought about throwing Noah Brown in there, but I can only do that if they rule Dalton Schultz out because I got to make room in the roster for for my kicker now. Uh, so <laughs> it kind of kind of backfired on me when Dalton Schultz decides like, oh, I'm not going to be ruled out till Monday. Like, okay, thanks, dude. Um, you know, so if, if this is just like a long term stash, like say I'm sitting there and I've got an open spot and somebody's already given up on Juju, so he's on the waivers with George Pickens and Noah Brown's, like I would pick up George Pickens because he saw that you know, you can't do that right now, obviously. He just played on Thursday night, but he saw an increase in the target volume. He's been on the field for uh, you know, like a ton of snaps already from week one. He's been on the field for for almost all the all the dropbacks. So he's the guy that I'm most interested in long term. But if you need a play right now, I like Noah Brown the most, and Juju probably has like the the most value as far as yeah. like perceived value league wide. Yeah, agreed. All right, so we're we're all a good way to get into the Thursday night way. recap though. Yeah, let's let's jump into that Thursday night recap. So the the Steelers uh, fall to the Browns, twenty nine seventeen. Was a weird ending to the game. There was a defensive touchdown at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, did you guys see that? Did it? <laughs> it was that was madness. Uh, Najee ended up getting the fumble because of it. Um, so that, that affected people not only on the defensive who started the defensive uh, for the Browns and and also who started Najee. So. That was kind mm-hmm. of an in- interesting one. Uh, again, this this game, you know, Amari Cooper, 7 for 11, 101 yards and a touchdown. He looks like he's right there in that offense. I think he's almost somebody that is now a, 
uh, set it in your lineup and forget it. I mean, this is two uh, weeks in a row where he's. I'm really, not losing really the game with Cooper on my bench, I guess, <laughs> but I say this every week with somebody. Yeah. So. I had this talk with Zach and he's like, I think I might have to put him in my lineup now. And it's kind of weird to say that. So, uh, but I he's going to get a donut next week. You just please don't put that on me, Jordan. <laughs> just because Josh is going to start him and he's going to bench. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's no, gonna get because, three. because this is what Amari Cooper does. Amari Cooper has blow up games and he but has this is two weeks in a row. He has disappearing games. Like, so I, I yeah, two weeks in a row is not really a trend, especially when you're talking about Amari Cooper. So uh, I'm I'm not considering him like a top ten option going forward. He's gonna have games where he just is, you know, completely absent. And Donovan Peoples Jones will do all the work with David and Joku. And you'll be like, what happened? Amari Cooper's been so good. Where did he go? Why did he get two targets and no catches? And that's just uh, for the how record. Mark Cooper the, is Kareem Hunt won't be in my lineup next week because I'm trading him this week. <laughs> <laughs> Step into my office. Josh no, is I, bitter. Uh, so uh, David and Joku though breakout game this week for him. I would. I mean, breakout as far as you know, a game goes for him. How do you guys rank him rest of the season? He was caught a career high nine targets. Uh, or nine passes on 10 targets, 89 yards and a touchdown. Looked like they really wanted to get him involved in the offense. How do you guys view him? I mean, I'm sure he's on a lot of waivers. He, I know he's on our waiver, um, you know, in our, our league record. Uh, is he somebody that you think could be a, a pretty high waiver wire pickup this week? Or do you think this was just how the game kind of went? I'm not going to drop a bunch of fab on him, but I'd probably rather start him going forward than on, you know a lot of other options that we've seen maybe even more than like an Irv Smith what about uh let, let me give you two Friar Muth and uh Tyler Higby I think I want Higby out of those guys okay I think I'd go Higby Friar Muth and Joku we've seen in Joku have some big games previously um and I don't really trust Jacoby Brissett and this Browns offense to to keep rolling. I trust the running game, but I don't really trust the pass catching options there. Yeah. Speaking of running game, uh, Chubb again, 23 attempts, 113 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, on the other side, Kareem Hunt. I mean, Kareem Hunt looked really good in the game, was getting utilized. He just couldn't get in the end zone. Um you know, are you guys worried about that? I mean, personally, I'm not really. He had they kept him in there, you know, even on the one after he got stuffed. And, you know, he was right there. I mean, he was on the outside. I thought he was going to get it. And the Steelers defense just has a pretty good O line. Um, well, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I just, I, I hate putting him in my lineup at this point. You're just bitter. I'm so bitter. <laughs> Um, it can be frustrating to have him in your lineup and have him have these, you know, these down games, but he still gave you like a reasonable floor and he's still getting the work that you want to see. And we've seen for years that Kareem Hunt can get in the end zone. So, you know, it was just the way those plays went down. And I don't think the team's going to lose any trust in him in the red zone or anything like that. That's what I'm not worried about is the way the team uses him changing. It's just not going to. He's still going to get those same valuable touches. Uh, Najee was 15 for 56 and a touchdown three for three through the air for five yards. Are you guys worried about Najee? Like how oh, and do you fumble. think Najee looks out there and a fumble? Yeah. How, how do you think he looks out there? I mean, I said it during the game and you know, I, I don't mean the one to be the one to say it, but I'm going to say it. I just don't think Najee looks that good. I just think he gets, he has, he's a bell cow. Unlike most, you know, backfields. And so he's going to get his, but I just don't think he looks that great out there right now. He looks not explosive. And that's, you know, I like running backs who are explosive. And the, the deal is though, it doesn't have to be flashy to get the job done. I'm worried about the targets because, you know, only getting three targets is uh, not what I want out of Najee. We, we thought he'd at least see like five a game and that's not happening. And I thought Warren looked really good in this game. 
Yeah, he did. Warren Warren looked like he had some juice, uh, and they used him a little more than they had been. Um, you know, Najee's not quite seeing the snap share that he saw last year when you have somebody talented like that to back him up, but that's fine. Um, he's still going to see an absolute ton of volume. I think a lot of the reason he looks kind of bad and has been pretty inefficient on the touches is how bad the offensive line is. They're really struggling right now to give him open running lanes. So um, it could be something that improves, but it's probably going to be like this a lot of the year where you're going to see inefficiency. He's going to have a lot of volume and you're really hoping that Najee scores to have a good week that week. And he should score enough to probably finish as like a back end RB one. Yeah. Um, you know, George Pickens, we talked about him getting more involved in the offense, having that freaking incredible catch on the, the sideline. Last night. Amazing. It was masterful. It was. I anticipate more and more targets going his way. I think this affects Claypool more than it affects, you know, Deontay Johnson. Um, I can see him start to eat into Claypool's targets a little bit as the season starts to go on. Um, Is that how you guys kind of see it too? Yeah, I brought up on Twitter that along with that incredible catch, Pickens had some mistakes, but he's a rookie. He, this is his third NFL game. you got to give these guys time. I've talked about it over and over again that these rookies get better and better as they go on. And you don't you know, you don't want to be trying to get them when you have to pay, you know, half of your fab to go get one of these guys. You want them to already be on your bench. So um, Pickens is a guy I'd like to hold on to if I can and continue to see how things go he got way more involved with uh, seven targets this week so i'm i'm looking forward to what he can do definitely all right well let's move into the rest of our week three slate of games uh first up we've got the raiders zero and two at titans zero and two 45 and a half point over under raiders minus one and a half even on the road um the crazy part to say about this game, honestly, is that one of these teams' season is essentially over. Um, the loser of this game, it's it's almost impossible. I don't know that there's ever been an 0-3 team that's ever made the playoffs. So, you know, essentially these two teams are playing for their season on, on Sunday. Yeah, um, it becomes like a 3% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, so... Uh, it's it, not, not the greatest. And now you've got, you know, Josh Jacobs out with the illness. Um, I don't know that I trust any running back, which is unfortunate because this is the, this is who you want to start a running back against, but we just don't know what running back to start. Uh, you know, the Titans rank 30th against, um, opposing running backs. They give up a ton of points to running backs. And now we don't know if it's going to be Zamir White, Abdir, Abdullah, um, you know, so Brandon Bolden could catch all the passes and get all that work. Yeah. We just have no idea here. So I, I don't trust any of the, I wouldn't roll any of them out there this week, but, um, it is I'm something just sad to about watch Jacobs. this week. Yeah. I mean, it, you're, you're fighting for your fantasy life in our league of record too. <laughs> and, uh, Jacobs has to go to your bench. Well, um, Jacobs hasn't been ruled out yet. So there's still a possibility he plays and this is an illness, not an injury. So if he is good to go, we should assume that you can put him in your lineup. Uh, which, you know, um, so that's he didn't a good travel thing. with the team to Nashville though. So it's a bad sign. Part yeah. of the, part of the reason though, is like if they're, thinking that maybe he's contagious and so they don't want to put him with the team before you know but if he's if he's no longer contagious or whatever i like we don't really know much on the situation but um he he could easily be back for this sunday morning good to go ready to rock um i i'd like to to keep an eye on i'd like to add zamir white if i have like in a deeper league or if i have a deep bench spot or something where I can just have him as a speculative ad and see how things play out. But yeah, I don't want to start him. Breaking news. Uh, Sammy Watkins has actually been placed on injured reserve. Oh my goodness. Yep. Holy smokes. Wow. Didn't see that one coming. so. So there's a little bit more opportunity for those Green Bay receivers. Those young, the young guns, it's time for them to step up. You know, I mean, one of them has to Dobbs are, you know, 
Watson, one of them's got to start stepping up. So, yeah. But back um, to Raiders-Titans. Is this a get-right yeah, game for Henry? It's got to be a get-right game for Henry. If if Henry is – much like we talked about with Dalvin Cook, if, if Henry does not get his this game – and only – I say that because uh, – the Raiders give up a lot of points to opposing running backs yep. and at least what one, one touchdown a game, one yeah, touchdown, one touchdown a, game. a game. This has got to be Derrick Henry's game. They've got to get him involved more and they've got to utilize Traylon Bork Burks more. You know, I mean, it's, I it's time for them to start using this offense. Correct. They know that Burks has the ability to change the game. That's what they had in um, AJ Brown and you know, all that stuff. It's, it's time. It's time for them to to really break out here. Um, uh, the Raiders are going to be without uh, linebacker Denzel Perryman um, as well. Uh, so, did Chandler Chandler Jones didn't play last week for you guys either? Is he going to be back this week? Uh, he should be playing. He okay. just hasn't done anything. But uh, yeah. well, in this game, you're going to be starting some options. We all know you're starting. You know. Uh, Adams and Waller, um, Derrick Henry's got to be back in your lineup. Um, if you're starting QB Tannehill Carr, you guys feel good about that this week? Uh, only in two QB leagues. Um, I I don't think in any one QB league would I start either of those two this week. Um, just the uncertainty, really. Uh, Carr more than Tannehill, I would say. Um, yeah, neither of them are on the top of my streaming list this week, but I would play Carr over Tannehill. Yeah, and I and I think this is the week if you're gonna take the risk and you're gonna roll Burks out there. This is the week to start doing it. I I think I'm gonna get him in my lineup. Um, I'm gonna try and get him on my lineup. Uh, this is this is where I've kind of been torn. If I have to drop Noah Brown, I I probably am gonna start Burks over uh, either Zeke or Jeff Wilson. And I know it's it's so painful. I by my league of record team just is so painful. So I, I'm, I'm in these situations here where I got to decide, but I think Traylon Burks finally has starts. He's is his snap share is going up every week. And I think this is the week that um, if he can get up to the 60, 70%, I think you finally start to see, you know, what he is capable of this season. Yeah. All right, let's jump over to the Eagles Burks. and commanders uh, Eagles two and zero at commanders one and one 45 or 47 and a half. Yeah, definitely Flexburgs. Yeah, sorry. I know there is. We still have a little bit of a delay, so um, you know that's going to happen at times. But forty-seven and a half point over under Eagles minus six and a half. Um, this is the the highest projected um, uh, differential. Over, uh, differential, yeah, in the in the game, six and a half for the Eagles. Uh, that is due to the the next game we'll talk about um why this is now the largest uh differential eagles have uh they won both games last year um i think the streak continues this year uh you know you're obviously rolling out uh hurts aj brown dallas goddard sanders um you know i i want to talk about the the pass catchers for the commanders because of, of slay. Do you think slay follows or, you know, shadows like, you know, Terry McLaurin, or do you think he's just going to be out there uh, because of the factor of all three wide receivers on, on the commanders? Yeah. I think the commanders have good enough weapons that um, if he does shadow, the other two will have a good game. And if he doesn't shadow, that's probably better for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, I think he'll probably mostly be on Terry McLaurin, but um, yeah, I, I I think, I think uh, I would roll out all of them. I'm a little less confident in Terry McLaurin. I would be pretty confident in uh, Curtis Samuel. I think he's going to see a lot of targets uh, from the slot role there. So um, that'd be, and they should game script some stuff for him. What about uh, Devonta Smith and like Kenneth Gainwell this week? Are you are either one of them in your lineup flex worthy? Anything like that for for those two? I'm trying to look elsewhere. Yeah, That's same. Where I'm at as well. I'm not. Yeah, Gainwell, Devonta Smith. I I would start if you if you needed to. Like if he was a player that you needed to start, 
I don't have zero confidence in him, but if you have the ability to go elsewhere, he's definitely somebody that I that I would try to. Would you uh, flex ETN over him this week? Yes. I think I would too. Just because I think this game could get out of hand quicker than we anticipate. And I think uh I think ETN has the ability to score a touchdown. Um and I don't know that Devonta Smith really does this year this week. So So are we are we confident in starting uh Miles Sanders this week? I am. I am too. I don't I don't I don't really like the running game for the Eagles just because Hertz is more than likely gonna get the goal line touchdowns. But Sanders seems to be getting the involvement, uh, you know, between the twenties, and and he seems to be doing his his thing. He looks he looks good out there. Uh, he did get one touchdown this year, but Hertz is always going to be that touchdown vulture for him. But I'm confident yep. rolling him out there. All right, let's jump over to the the Chargers and Jaguars. Uh, this was a forty seven and a half point over under with the Chargers minus seven. But just recently, the over-under changed to 42.5 and and Chargers minus 3. I think this is an anticipation that Justin Herbert may not play in this game, um, which is, I think that changes everything, every aspect of this game, really. Agreed. Uh, um, As far as the, the Chargers offense goes, I think if... I think for sure that Keenan Allen gets ruled out if Justin Herbert gets ruled out. I don't think they're... Excuse me, I don't think there's a point to roll Keenan Allen out there if Justin Herbert isn't there. You might as well let him have another week of rest. It's already looking likely that he's not going to play, but we haven't got official word on Justin Herbert. This is just based on the fact that he wasn't throwing on Friday at all. Um, you know, so we'll have to, you know, take a look and see. Eckler was uh was live on on Twitch and did say that he thought Justin Herbert was going to play, so it's something to monitor going into um, you know, Sunday morning, uh, have a backup option ready. If you have Justin Herbert, uh, on your team, um, if he's not playing, what about Mike Williams? I still think you have to roll Mike Williams out there. Um, especially without Keenan Allen. I mean, he's going to be that, that safety blanket for, for, uh, you know, the backup to, uh, really the only pass catcher that I'm comfortable with if maybe Gerald Everett as well. Um, but uh, you know, I think this is. I think Eckler takes the biggest boost if if Herbert is ruled out. Um, this could be a huge the, game for Eckler. Yeah, I think the checkdowns would be crazy for him. So, see, um, because the of, other the, side of the the ball, checkdown aspect. Uh, now, uh, if if Herbert is playing, yeah, because of the checkdown aspect, um, I'm actually quite a bit more confident in Everett than I am in Mike Williams. If uh, if Herbert doesn't go, I think Eckler and and Everett are the pieces that I want to play most and that uh, Mike Williams, I might want to sit if I have another option out there if they're playing the backup quarterback, which is Chase Daniel, by the way. Okay, let me ask you this then. Yeah, let me ask you this then, uh, because people probably are going to be likely running into a situation like this where they have all these players on their team. AKA I have all these players on my team. Uh, Mike Williams, uh, Juju Smith Schuster, or uh, Traylon Burks. If you have those three, Herbert's ruled out. Which of those three would you start then? Man, I might roll the bones on Burks. I would too. I would play Traylon Burks if uh, if um, Herbert doesn't torn. go. It's hard to bench Mike Williams, but okay. Does it worry you if he does play with the rib injury though? Or do you think that's just a, you know, could be something similar to the end of the game last week? Yeah, we... Oh, I'm at a pause saw, here just because... Go ahead. We, we saw how he played at the end of the game with the rib injury, and I think that if he says that he's good to go and the, the uh, medical staff thinks he's good to go, that he's probably still better than most streaming quarterbacks uh, as far as at least getting the ball to his weapons. So... I would I would continue to play, you know, if Keenan Allen plays and Herbert plays, I don't know how I would feel about playing Keenan Allen, uh, but Mike Williams, I would definitely play if Herbert's out there for sure. Okay, definitely starting Christian Kirk. 
uh, flexing James Robinson. What about Travis Etienne? Is he somebody you're still a, a wait and hold uh, to see if his utilization goes up in that offense? Any? Yeah, I would. Uh, I would wait to to play Etienne. I'd prefer not to play him this week. If you're in a jam, you can maybe throw him in the flex. But I'm definitely more excited about James Robinson. And if Herbert plays, but there's no Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, I think, is still in the mix at flex. Okay. All right, let's jump over to the Rams and Cardinals. Uh, Rams 1-1 one one at Cardinals 1-1, one 49.5 one, point over-under. The Rams are favored, minus 3.5. Uh, you know, obviously, your, your players you're rolling out there, Cooper Cup, Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown. I think Allen Robinson's somebody that you're throwing back out there. Agreed. Stafford worries me a little bit, but with the over-under and um, what the the Cardinals are capable of giving up to quarterbacks, I would I would start uh, Stafford this week. I don't think he's a, a bad start this week. Um, uh, Dortch is one that is interesting to me as far as a flex play. Uh, you know, I... I'm not sure about Dorch. I, I can't figure him out. Uh, I really liked him. I really wanted him to pick him up on waivers. I didn't get him anywhere. But, you know, is he somebody that you guys are rolling out in this this game, this over-under? Uh, you know, I grabbed him in one league, and I'm not comfortable flexing him this week. But I, if you don't have better options, there's definitely worse options you could go with in, in this week where there's, you know, questions still at who's who's the guy, aside from Marquise Hollywood Brown, I guess, in uh, – in the Arizona offense. Yeah. I think Higby's a fine uh tight end play this week as well. So, um let's keep let's keep rolling a little bit cuz we got quite a few games left to get through. So, let's jump over to the the Falcons uh 0 and 2 at Seahawks 1 and 1. Not a lot of offensive firepower in this game. 41 and a half point over under. Seahawks are actually favored minus 1 and a half. I think that's just cuz they're the home team. Um I think both sides are going to struggle offensively. You know, you're starting, you know, DK Metcalf, uh, Kyle Pitts. And to me, I think a start is Drake London. Uh, You've seen his utilization in the offense and how much he wants to go. Uh, I think your question mark at flex is going to be, you know, Lockett or Patterson. Um, Is Patterson somebody that you guys are ready to roll back out? Uh, You saw his utilization come down a little bit last week. Or is he somebody that you're still wanting to throw out there with this game yeah i'm uh i'm worried about patterson with the with the split and algiers maybe somebody you can look at on the waiver wire although i'm worried that they're gonna really continue to split a backfield that is not extremely fantasy relevant when you don't have somebody getting all of the work like patterson did last year and and uh you know early on this season so um i'm a little concerned i'd like to look elsewhere i think patterson's probably still a fine uh, guy to hold on your bench as you know as we get into bye weeks and kind of see how things play out in that backfield but he's gonna need the volume to be somebody that I really want in my lineup and uh, you know while I think Metcalf is probably a pretty good play this week the coaching staff's been talking about they need to get him the ball more and get him more downfield looks I'd really rather not play Lockett that Seattle offense is is scary yeah I'm feeling pretty much the same way about that um the you know Patterson I I think if I thought the Falcons had a better shot at winning this game if maybe if this was a home game I'd I'd be more comfortable flexing Patterson but I don't really want him in my lineup this week uh the 12th man there in Seattle is gonna do their job against Mariota and that whole offense and make it real difficult yeah all right let's jump over to the I'm Packers starting London Bucks. though uh Packers one at one at Bucks two and oh 41 and a half point over under yeah I'm starting London too 41 and a half point over under bucks minus one and a half. Uh, everybody on the bucks team is injured right now. Brady's banged up uh, pretty much every pass catcher for Brady is banged up this week. Um, I'm avoiding Brady uh, starting Brady, possibly even avoiding starting Aaron Rodgers, especially in one QB leagues. I don't know that I would start either one and a two QB league. I don't think you have much of a choice. You got to roll kind of both of them out there. Yep. Um, your definite starts though, you got Aaron Jones, uh, and Leonard Fournette, um, are probably your only two, like get him in the lineup for sure. What about AJ Dillon? How's, how's he for you guys, um, this week? This is the first week where I don't really want to play Dillon. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too sure where to, where to go with Dillon this week. Um, what about you, Jordan? 
Yeah, these two defenses are really, really good. So I'm thinking that this game could very well, like with with how many pass catching options are banged up. And we just talked about Sammy Watkins is now going on IR for the Packers. So they only have rookies. The Buccaneers only have backups. This could be a really strange game. I think outside of Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette, I'd like to avoid these options as much as possible. Dylan could maybe be a flex play if you're, you know, you drafted him to be that way. So you might, you might need to play AJ Dylan. And I think it's okay, but this is a, a pretty bad matchup. I wouldn't be, I'd be looking for upside in my flex from, you know, a, a high upside wide receiver or something. If I'm playing AJ Dylan as my RB two. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so we're going to roll into the, the next game. We got the 49ers uh, one and one at Broncos one and one. The Niners are actually uh, favored um, minus one, um, 44 and a half point over under, which is kind of a, you know, pretty low for what we thought both of these offenses would really be this year. Um, Kittle's back. Uh, is he somebody you're throwing back into your lineup right away? I think it's I hard would. to. I think it's hard to um, put him back I think, in there. You um, know, I uh, think even if ahead. Kittle only played maybe like fifty percent of snaps, he's probably better than most of the tight ends you could grab off waivers, which is probably who you have as a backup. Is just like a waiver wire guy you're hoping for a touchdown from. Uh, maybe if I grabbed Gerald Everett early on or something, I could. Uh, you know, or there's there's a couple guys out there. Maybe if you played for Pat Fryermuth because you weren't sure about Kittle coming back or something. But I, I think I'd rather take the upside with Kittle and just hope that uh, he's good to go. Yeah, we've got uh, definite starts: Sutton, Debo, Javante. Um, I want to ask about Jeff Wilson. Uh, Broncos have, you know, I believe the number one ranked run defense uh, so far this season. I think that's correct. How do you guys feel about Jeff Wilson this week? Like if people had were wanting to to roll him out there, um, are you confident in what he can do this week? Or, you know, I'm kind of torn on him. I, I think confidence is not the correct way I feel about it, but I'm, I'm not afraid to put him in my lineup this week. A um, little interesting stat about Jeff Wilson. Over the last eight starts, he averages uh, 16.5 points per game in a half PPR league. So that, you know, that bodes well just because when he's in there and he's the starting RB, they do use him and they use him on cold to go situations. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and fine. I think... I'm fine with Jeff Wilson. Uh, the you know the Niners tend to find a way to run the ball. They're uh, you know one of the one of the best at at doing that. No matter who they got there in the backfield, so I'm fine with Jeff Wilson as a start. Uh, I don't want to start any of those other you know like Jordan Mason or anything. They're just a speculative guy to hang on to on the back end of your bench. But uh, also like uh, Brandon Ayuk in the flex in this game, and I think you can maybe start Melvin Gordon. What do you guys think about Gordon? I'm I think, I think you'd be okay. I think you'd be okay with flexing Melvin Gordon. Um, they both seem to be getting the utilization. Uh, they both seem to be getting the goal line carries. Either one of them could fall into the, the end zone. I definitely think Javante's starting to pull away a little bit as far as like how much they want to use him. Um, this game's going to say a lot about both of these teams. I think if we don't see the Broncos' offense get going a little bit. They're just going to get eaten alive by the 49ers. Uh, that defense is too good to to not get the plays down and stuff. So uh, Russ is somebody that I'm a little bit nervous on. I don't know how many better options are going to be out there on your waiver wire, really, to start. Uh, Carson Wentz or Russell Wilson? Out there. I would start Russ uh, just because Carson Wentz is going against the Eagles. Okay. But just um, so you know. He's currently the QB four on the season and Russ is currently like the QB 18 or something. <laughs> I think that could change after this week though. Right. <laughs> uh, going against the Eagles. So, um, all right, let's jump over to the Cowboys and giants game. Uh, Cowboys one and one at giants two and oh, it's the Monday night football game. Monday night. A whopping, a whopping 39 and a half point over under Monday uh, night. <laughs> the giants are minus one and a half. Um, it's not the game I think everybody anticipated it being on a Monday night game. There is no Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush actually looked pretty good in week two. Um, seemed to support his fantasy options. Um, 
you know, we talked about Noah Brown a little bit. You got uh, Saquon CD um, that you're both rolling out there for sure. I am completely torn on the Zeke and Tony Pollard side. I think Pollard is more of a is a better start than Zeke. I've had Zeke in and out of my lineup like six times, and I still don't know if I'm going to put him in my lineup. I think if there is a get right game for him, it is against the Giants. But I don't know what to do with Zeke. Um, how do you guys feel about Man. Zeke? Where where are you? Zeke's in one of my lineups, and I'm not excited about it at all. Yeah. It's I, I told Josh this morning that I think Pollard is probably the better play this week than Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. I talked with Zach, you know, he's a, he's a Cowboys fan and he even feels that like the giants game could be the get right game for, you know, Zeke, he could, you know, get some goal line carries and, you know, the giants I think are kind of a fluke two and O, but are they uh, going to be a fluke three and O after Monday? I don't know that it'd be like a fluke three and because they are going up against a backup quarterback this time, but I, I guess I guess that is a, a fluke three and then if they do, but they haven't ruled Dalton Schultz out yet. Um this is tough for everybody that's a Schultz owner. I'm one of them, you know, because they haven't ruled him out. They said that they likely wouldn't rule him out until uh Sunday or they wouldn't make an announcement until Sunday. Uh, my suggestion is to to go someplace else regardless. Um, even if he does play, I don't know how much he's going to really play considering he hasn't practiced all week and, you know, he is dealing with a pretty big knee injury. So I would look at starting somebody on Sunday slate rather than waiting until Monday to see if he's a go. Um, just kind of how I feel. Yeah. I actually um, just slotted in Mo Ali Cox to my Sunday lineup because I'm, yeah, I'm worried he's just not going to play and I didn't have other options. It's a dynasty league with a bare waiver wire. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's kind of rough, but yep. I'm, I'm right there with you. So He's huge. He could catch a really touchdown. Know, know where to go um, with the whole thing. So uh, I've got, yeah, I've got Higby in, but uh, you know, we'll see. Oh, Higby's we'll a great replacement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. So, okay. I think it is, uh, it is now time to get into our DFS Smackdown. <laughs> The SmackDown. The SmackDown. Um, okay, so last week's results were um, I had 163.08. Uh, that is thanks to literally three players in my lineup. Uh, Jordan had 127.58, and Josh was coming in last place at uh, 100.98. So I get the option to rotate out one of Josh's players this week uh, within a thousand dollars of his player. So this is going to be really, really fun. Um, Let's jump into our lineups first and then I will, uh, I'll make the decision after that. So uh, Josh, who do you have uh, at quarterback this week? I got Jalen hurts at quarterback for 7,600. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, uh, What about, uh, what about you, Jordan? I took Jared Goff at 5,800. Ooh. I also have Jared Goff at 5,800 this week. All right. Um, so that's that's interesting. Uh, okay. I have a feeling we have the same stack. Um, Definitely. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Josh, who's your uh, two running backs? <laughs> Okay, my running backs are Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 6,300 at Indianapolis and David Montgomery at 5,900 home against Houston. Nice. Um, I really okay. like that David Montgomery uh, pick. Jordan, who are yours? Yeah, I took uh, Dalvin Cook at 7,900 and Leonard Fournette at 6,500. Nice. I went with uh, Aaron Jones at 7,400 and Miles Sanders at 5,500. Okay, uh, Josh, go ahead and uh, go with your three wide receivers. All right. I took Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, for 7,200 at Minnesota. We got Garrett Wilson playing against Cincinnati at home for 5,400. Took a little rookie magic in there. And then uh, Curtis Samuel as my third wide receiver uh, against Philadelphia for 5,100. Okay. Uh, Jordan? 
That's those are nice, Josh. Uh, I took uh, Amon Ra as well, seventy two hundred. So I guess we're all gonna have him. I took Stefan Diggs at seventy seven hundred, and I took Jahan Dotson at forty six hundred. Ooh, I like the that. Those are some those are some spicy wide receivers right there. <laughs> no kidding. Um, I went uh, I went with uh, Michael Pittman Jr. at sixty nine hundred. Uh, the stack Amon Ross St. Brown seventy two hundred and Cortland Sutton at sixty three hundred. Nice for my three wide receivers. And then there's uh, some let's good wide receiver value out there. Yep. Oh man, it's gonna be a good week. Uh, Jordan uh, or uh, Josh, let's hear your tight end. All right, I went with Tyler Higby for forty five hundred. Okay, uh, Jordan. I went cheap. I took Will Disley at 2800 Okay. That is okay. cheap. I like that. Um, I went with uh, Irv Smith Jr. at 3100 Dang, I spent up at tight end compared to y'all. Yep, yep. Um, okay, let's hear the – why don't you give your flex and your defense, uh, I, Josh? I went with Damian Pierce in the flex and Eagles D for my defense. I like the defense. Uh, Jordan, what about you? Yeah, I put uh Traylon Burks in my flex at 4,900 and I took the, I went really cheap on the defense, took the Texans defense 2,600 at Chicago. Not bad. Okay. okay I went with, uh, Curtis Samuel at the flex 5,100 and the Falcons defense at Seattle for 2,700. I went pretty low there. Just hoping for nice. Maybe one turnover. I like all these um, teams this week. So do I. But now the fun begins. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I get to swap out one player on uh, on Josh's team and give him somebody else that is within 1,000 of that player. <laughs> um, and we're going to, you know, it's week one uh, of doing this. So why don't we have some some real <laughs> Some real fun. I already this. hate this. <laughs> um, let's go with. Ooh, Don't you take my son, God. <laughs> oh, that's who's going out of your say, lineup. I was going to say, I think that's the play. The sun God might have to go. Oh. Yeah, the sun God's got to go. Um, and then we're going to swap him with. It's either going to be Terry McLaurin against Philly or <laughs> Mike Williams oh my uh, God. against Jacksonville. Because those are the only <laughs> guys within a thousand. Um, oh, this is going to be great. Uh, man, he's going to have a hard time coming back from this one. Um, <laughs> Give me Mike Williams. <laughs> Uh, Darius Slay shadowing good old Terry McLaurin. Oh. This this could backfire on me so hard, dude. Watch this. One of these two guys is just going to go off. I always worry about that. <laughs> um, we're going to swap, and we're going to give you <laughs> Terry McLaurin at 6,400. All right. Uh, oh, I like it. <laughs> Oh. Well, thank you. Thank you for my new addition. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Terry. We all have the sun god. I mean, you know, it's only fair. And we have the stack, so, you know. I yeah, just yeah, right, right. I'm, I'm, you know. Good yeah, point. We couldn't, couldn't, so yeah, now we I'm playing Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and just praying that one of them oh, gets no. a touchdown. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. <laughs> oh, that makes this even better. Oh man, this is great. I love this already. So uh, thank you everybody for tuning in for episode 14 of our week three part two preview and our DFS Smackdown. This is going to be priceless the rest of the season. It's going to be real hard to to come back from. Someone's going to have to get uh, someone shifted over that just blows up and gets them out of that. that That'll happen. That'll definitely happen. Yeah. It's it's going to. So uh, you can find us on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon or at BCFF underscore Brandon. Um, I'm at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I'm at BCFF Josh. 
There's no there underscore is. in mine. What? No underscore. I just, I just looked at it yesterday. There's no underscore in my Twitter handle. So well, it's just BCFF Josh. the wrong one for quite a while for his day. <laughs> no, it's cool because um, my, my head, like my name, username is BCFF underscore Josh. So you can find me either way. Okay. All right. Well, you know, if you guys are uh, enjoying the the podcast, please please hit that like and follow button, and uh, you know, hit us up on on Twitter. You know, ask us those questions up until Sunday. You know, we're we're definitely open to answering some start sit questions, and you know, all three of us are pretty much on there all the time. Uh, we are all are available on on almost every platform. So you know, we're going to be getting into the the youtube and stuff eventually as well uh we really the appreciate YouTube? everybody you sound 80 years old yeah we, the youtube you don't use the youtube you kids listen to the youtube yeah yeah find our podcast on the youtubes yeah exactly yeah you know what don't age me okay uh, and no offense if any of I our really listeners am. are 80 we love you and keep playing fantasy you rock you know what and you can find us on the youtube soon okay um, so, uh, uh, no, but really thanks everybody for hanging out with us today and, uh, good luck in week three.